This is the Oanda Podcast. This is the Oanda Market Insights Podcast, talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. And today we're joined by Ed Moyer in New York. Good afternoon from London, Ed. How are you doing? Very well. Thank you for having me. Let's start with the latest from the RBA, which didn't exactly deliver a hawkish pivot, did it? Currency traders were stunned. Uh, I think there was this strong expectation that we were going to have the RBA confirm uh, or at least set up markets for uh, a May-June hike. But no, Governor Lowe pretty much brushed off this high inflation data and, and basically you saw the Aussie dollar, uh, you know, sell off immediately. Um, and and uh, I, I think that the uh, approach is that uh, they're going to be a little bit hesitant in, into, you know, committing uh, to uh, um, rate hikes. And uh, um, what uh, a lot of investors focused on was that they, uh, they did announce that they were going to uh, end uh, their weekly bond buying program, which is at roughly uh, $4 billion Australian dollars. So uh, the markets see the Australian economy as kind of like the rest of the other advanced economies. They're battling inflation. There's still a lot of belief that this inflation is going to be transitory, and a lot of this inflation for the Australians is being imported. So um, I think that um, you're, you're going to probably see that this patient approach will get tested over these coming months. Uh, but for now, uh, there's uh, expectations that uh, you know, the, the Australian um, economy is, is going to continue to see some support here. Um, it's interesting to point out, though, that, uh, you know, there was initial weakness for the Australian dollar, uh, but it did erase those losses. There was uh, a recovery in, in, in global bond yields. And, and uh, I, I think that um, a lot of traders, they're, they're, they are looking for the Australian dollar to be one of the stronger performers uh, later in the year once uh, we're really behind this uh, current uh, surge of inflation. And uh, more importantly, as, as uh, you start to see um, steady demand and a better growth outlook from China, uh, I think that will really benefit the Australian economy. And that, that'll probably really happen, uh, I think, after the second quarter. And there was a bit of positivity about this, wasn't there? Because there's a stronger than expected amount of economic activity from the end of last year in 2021. It's cut its jobless rate projection to below 4% this year and around 3.75% by the end of next year. And that compared with predictions of around 4.5% in 2022. So a bit like here in the UK, stronger than expected in terms of the outlook ahead. I think the key takeaway is they're seeing a faster than expected progress towards their goals. And and that's, that's something you want to see as a central banker. So I think that it's providing them with uh, some flexibility in how they're going to navigate monetary policy. And I, I think right now, there's a lot of external factors that will really dictate where they go on rates. And and right now, the, the, this patient approach is uh, is probably being uh, well received by markets. And uh, I, I, would not, I would not be surprised if we uh, continue to see the Aussie dollar um, really uh, outperform later this year. I'm going to just jump to the Bank of England ahead of Thursday's uh, interest rate announcement. Do you think the Central Bank's Monetary Policy Committee can learn anything from what's happening in Australia? Here, it's very much predicted that we're going to see a rate of 0.5% announced on Thursday, a rise of quarter percent. 
I, I think um, there is a um, you know high expectations that yes you're going to see uh, that quarter percentage point of uh, rate increase and I, I think when you take a look at all the data um, you know everything is supporting that the economy uh, you know warrants uh, you know not just this rate hike but more to come um, you know today's uh, housing data was pretty um, I think significant to to kind of uh, paint a nice picture here you know the, the, the property market is defiant it's but it will cool on these uh, rising rate hikes. And I think that um, you're, you're probably going to see that uh, uh, there's there's a, a lot of, I think, concern um, that, you know, we're, we're going to have several risks to the outlook. But right now, uh, as far as, you know, the way monetary policy uh, needs to uh, go ahead and tackle inflation, I think that, uh, you know, five rate hikes is, is right now the base case scenario. And I think there will be little to uh, get in the way of that right now. And and uh, I think it's uh, important to also point out that now with the, the, the confidence is extremely high that they're going to bring that interest rate to half a percentage point, which does uh, reach a key, a key benchmark for them to uh, be able to um, start to consider um, reducing that balance sheet. So I think that um, you're going to see further tightening um, uh, be the, the theme. Uh, and I think that um, uh, eventually um, that's likely to, to really, um, I think, lead um, some of the uh, currency flows back into the British pound as, as investors are, are really going to, I think, focus on which economies are being more aggressive in, in tackling inflation and uh, um, really um, focused on uh, trimming those balance sheets. I think uh, longer term investors are really going to gravitate to that that approach by the central bank. So it should be uh, a very, um, I think, um, active uh, central bank decision that's going to be traded this week. And we haven't seen here in the UK a back-to-back rate hike since you were a young boy 2004 ed i mean that is a long long time ago his generation out there will not remember uh, such an occurrence and i suppose the question is you know is this the start of a trend throughout 2022 or is it going to be more of a wait and see approach i mean i know in the united states we're looking at five interest rate rises according to some economists and analysts but what about here in the uk what should we expect something similar well, first, I think you might not know my age well because <laughs> I was still licking my wounds <laughs> from the tech bubble. <laughs> uh, and I was just being kind. Ed. Come on. <laughs> well, well, I, I think that what we're we're starting to see is everything is done on a relative basis, and when you compare how you know overnight index swaps are pricing in you know at least uh you know four uh, 25 basis points of tightening this year for the boe and when you compare it to the ecb they're only looking at 25 basis points so i think that there is a lot of optimism that we're going to have quantum of tightening in both markets and and that will uh, you know pose some trouble for some risky assets but i think that in the end uh, you you have to remember we've been we've been stuck in negative rates for a long time and i think that monetary uh policy uh you know is 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 really now going to deliver its hand in tackling inflation and, and uh you're you're going to see a major reset here as i think a, a lot of moves in global bond yields are, are, are really going to provide some big shifts on how a lot of these pension funds and money, money managers are positioned. So I think for uh, there's a strong optimism here that uh, you're going to see uh, this be very positive for Europe 
in general. Um, and that, that growth potential story is is uh, is a big one. And uh, you'll you'll probably see uh, the the UK really shine, I think, early, and then uh, second half of the year, uh, that, and then eurozone will will get its turn. Earnings season continues, Ed, and we've had the latest from Exxon and, well, impressive stuff. Very much so. And I think, you know, we, we often talk about oil prices and uh, I thought it was important for us to address Exxon because uh, this was, you know, their biggest profit since 2014, uh, revenues impressed. And, uh, but the, the big takeaway was that, you, you saw that Exxon signaled that they're willing to boost spending on new oil wells as much as 45%. Um, now, remember, we have to remember what happened during the, you know, um, the beginning part of this pandemic. Uh, uh, all the oil giants basically had to shut down any type of investment in new wells. Uh, it was, you know, they all entered balance sheet defense mode and they, they had to try to defend their dividends and buybacks and, and uh, shore up uh, um, their their expenses. And, and what happened now is, you know, we've seen uh, energy prices skyrocket and uh, Exxon is making it a point to show that they are now willing to invest uh, significant uh, capital in new wells. And this is going to, I think, really um, catch the attention of OPEC Plus. So I think that you're going to see that this means, um, uh, you know, these new wells will take, um, you know, months to uh, um, over a year to really uh, pan out. Um, so uh, it's not like this is going to um, lead to an immediate uh, um, um you know, re- resolution to the current uh, energy uh, problems we're seeing. But um, I think that, that this has been a, a, a similar message that you saw with CapEx spending with uh, Schlumberger, Halliburton. Uh, these oil companies, they, they know that they're in a position where they can still, they can now invest in new wells. So I think this uh, uh, market is, is uh, you know, we're going to see oil, higher oil prices uh, in, over the short term and probably, you know, into the summer. But I think that, um, you know, expectations for how oil prices will be uh, in a year or two, uh, you know, we'll probably be, you know, back to those like mid fifty or sixty dollar levels. Uh, so that's that's that should be very positive for the the global economic recovery then. Um, but but right right now, I think that you know this was a great quarter for Exxon. They were able to you know confirm their their buyback announcement, and uh, no, I, I think that you're going to see that uh, you know their new break even uh, for uh, oil is forty one dollars. So you know they're they're going to be crushing it for you know you know quite a few quarters. Uh, so this is uh, this is why you know energy is the you know best performing sector today, and uh, uh, probably will continue its dominance um, for for uh, a little while longer. Indeed, and uh, earnings season continues. Ed, what else should we look out for during the rest of this week? Well, we're starting to get more more results. I think a lot of traders are interested in uh, how uh, Meta, or formerly known as Facebook, will um, perform, and uh, exactly where you know they're trying to take the company investments into uh, the metaverse, and uh, how exactly uh, they're they're positioning themselves to 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 really uh, capture uh, this emerging growth that we're seeing in, in cryptos is, is really fascinating for a lot of traders. So I, so I think there there's a, a handful of um, uh, earnings results that are coming out. Um, I think uh, for, for, for Europeans, you know, this is a busy one for uh, the, the banks. Um, you're you're going to see that uh, 
a, a lot of traders are, are going to be uh, uh, focused on those results. Uh, in the U.S., we have Eli Lilly, Merck, and Biogen. So there's there's a, a lot of um, expectations that uh, <clears throat> you're going to see that, uh, you know, pricing pressures, commodity costs have really uh, are, are hurting on a lot of these margins. So um, uh, it's, it's, a, it's, a, it's a busy week, and it's a wide range of companies that are reporting. So I think investors are are going to just focus on the inflationary themes. Does that really move the needle on uh, making the Fed possibly have to be more aggressive and, and tightening? Because it, it looks like right now the, the markets have kind of eased up on that half point rate increase in March. It seems like it's going back towards maybe just a, a quarter point uh, increase. And the other big event of the week, we've got non-farm payroll on Friday, haven't we? What are markets expecting? Well, this one's an interesting one because uh, the the White House has been um, pretty vocal as far as uh, highlighting that uh, the impact of Omicron will really uh, be impacting those numbers and uh, noting that, uh, you know, several million Americans uh, had to call out sick. And uh, I, I think that you're you're going to see that uh, it looks like the administration has a strong uh, idea that this is going to be an ugly number so um, it was interesting when when some of the when uh, the white house Secret- press secretary uh, saki was speaking and uh, i think a lot of traders are anticipating that this is going to be a soft number but uh, for the most part it doesn't derail the inflationary focus that is on markets minds and um, i think it'll be uh, for the most part sh- uh, shrugged off so we, we could see a spike uh, you know uh, a wicked reversal where um, you know maybe a 50 whipsaw on, on some currencies but I think that in the end uh, a lot of it is priced in now that that we could have a weaker reading and if it isn't weaker then that would just be very positive for risk appetite so I think there's a expectations you're going to see that um, uh, a lot of traders are looking to, to move forward with this one uh, some of the forward-looking indicators ISM um, um, you know that that, that really uh, a showed uh, some improvement with employment uh jolts though just uh that one's really surprised and the jolts data was for uh, december but that showed uh, 10.9 million job openings the expectations were around 10.3 so the labor market's very tight so i mean uh, we're still at maximum employment and i, I think that you're probably going to see that uh right now for to really move the needle with risk appetite it's it's mostly about inflation unless we see a significant setback here with uh with hiring and uh it looks like if even if we do have a very low non-farm payroll uh, markets i think we'll be able to shrug that one off okay ed thanks very much for joining us we'll speak to you again very soon looking forward to it thank you this is the oanda podcast